This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy this special encore presentation of an episode from 2016. Welcome to Rock and or Roll. I'm your reluctant host, BJ, and joining me again for the second time around for No Shame. You guys are actually the ones that popped the No Shame cherry, so to speak, and uh, we've long wanted to do another round of this. Um, I've got Mr. Craig Smith and Eric Miller from Pods and Sods. Hey, guys. Hello. Cheers. We popped the cherry. That's, uh, that's, that's again. That's, that's pretty explicit language. Yeah, I'll say right right out of the gate. Nicely done, BJ. <laughs> Obviously, this all the whole no shame concept started with you guys, but I've done a few more since. It's kind of become a running series. But we Do ever you... since the first one, we always talked about you guys coming back and doing another one. So here we are. It was uh, one of our most enjoyable episodes. That was not one of ours, I believe. Yeah, in fact, I think Eric picked it as his favorite episode of your show. <laughs> you know what? I, I was just grateful that you played uh, Hard to Say I'm Sorry all the way through. Yeah, well, you talked. I remember you talked about the key change. You were raving about the key change, so I thought, well, i got to let it get to the key change. So. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I guess uh, most of the people listening know the concept. We picked 10 songs. I mean, we've already talked about this. We're not embarrassed to admit to liking anything, but this the concept is these are songs most people would be embarrassed to admit to like, uh, especially like rock and roll or hard rock guys would not normally admit that they like Call Me Maybe or <laughs> whatever, going back to the the first one. and uh, Everyone likes that song. They just don't admit it. 
So uh, this is, what is this, my fifth list of ten now. Wow. But, I, you know, I could keep You just worked on a box set of these uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no shame box set. Yeah, that would be awesome. I guess is that is that enough of an intro you think <laughs> we've each got another list of 10 songs and i guess we're just gonna go through our lists and uh, laugh at each other and have fun with it again right nice right looking forward to it so i guess we decided that eric you're gonna start start us off right and we're just gonna take turns right and uh just talk about each of our songs sure shall we shall i jump in yeah let's go all right my first pick no shame is uh, Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. It rings true philosophically. You sort of go through life, right? And you could ride along with some people for a stretch, right? It's, it's about the journey. It's not the destination, right? And this song in particular has a whole second life because it was featured in that movie Cars. Right. So it's a good lesson to teach kids through uh, quality music that life's about the journey, man, not the destination. But yeah, you know, Tom Cochran, he's from Red Rider, a yep. Canadian band from the 80s, Lunatic Fringe from Vision Quest. I always remember that song from Vision Quest. Lunatic Fringe is in Vision Quest? Yeah. My first pick, uh, these guys are from the Bahamas, but I guess the group orig- originally formed in London in the late 70s, and they they were originally started out, they called themselves High Voltage, but in 1991, they changed the name of the, of the group to the Baja Men, and uh, I mean, they had a huge hit with this song, and I just think it, it's got a great rhythm, I just, I love the percussive melody of this song, I mean, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> So I guess you guys know what song I'm talking about. Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men. Huge hit. I mean, kind of one of those ubiquitous songs that people probably got sick of it at some point. But How could you? You You can't get sick of this. Timeless. Who let the dogs out? All right, so Craig, you're up. Um, like last time, I'm going to go chronologically. This uh, this track is from 1982. You know, sometimes, you know, the kitchen sink idea is a bad one, but this is one where it, it completely works. Like, just throw everything into a song. I mean, you know, there there are some classics that wouldn't be what they are if they weren't so versatile. Now, you got to remember in 1982 you're moving away from, you know, natural instruments and into synthesizers. So whereas you'd have, you know, guitar armies, it, it then became about synthesizer armies. 
So my first pick is from 1982. It's Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. Now, on the surface, you, you might, you know, you may not remember, but it's the kind of thing where after every line, and, you know, sometimes simplistic lyrics are the best, right? Right. Um, you don't need to overstate everything. You, no, you don't. You know, right. get up, can't come down, right. moving round and round. Right. But between every line, throw in whatever patch was from the popular synthesizer at the time. This has more sound effects than like right. a Scooby-Doo episode. It's like a time capsule. It is. It's it, like one of those things you would etch on the gold record and send out into space for aliens to discover. You know what I'm talking about? Are you about? saying that, that this isn't that, on that disc with uh, the it, Beatles it, stuff? It ought to be. It should be. The Blind Willie Johnson. It you ought can't, to be on there. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You can't. Like, like, BJ, I know that you go off about, like, 90s music, but, you know, there, there's enough people that go off about the, the 80s sort of synthetic music. And, you know, I'm not one for drum machines and things like that, but there's a time and place, and this is, this is a song where, owner of a lonely heart, no, it's Abracadabra. Now, this is actually one that I've kind of come around on. I've I've often cited it as something that I didn't particularly enjoy. And I think I just, maybe I just wasn't open to it. Maybe you hit an age where, you know, you, your tastes evolve, right? Right. And it's um, Bon Jovi's Who Says You Can't Go Home. I liked Bon Jovi. Early days Bon Jovi, pop medley Bon Jovi, hard rock. But I think I like the country elements that he introduces. And I think it's at this point where he really makes that transition in a big way, right? Yeah. And on top of that, again, same as Life is the Highway. It's about it's about the message, right? We did an episode recently about Born in the USA on Pods and Sods. And I talked about Glory Days being like just the ultimate work of art to catch a feeling of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. I'm going to correct myself. I think it's this song. Right. Who says you can't go home, right? You know, again, life and is it's a an journey. And it's an important question. Absolutely. Life is a journey, man. Like, you know, wherever you are now, you know, you want to look back on those earlier, more romantic, nostalgic times. Right. Right? And, and you know what? It's all right. Right. And I defy the motherfucker that says you can't go back home. Right. Right? Right. Screw them. Right. Yeah, that's another one that, you know... You have to be objective about it. I mean, you've heard, a lot of people might say, you know, I've heard that song too many times in the grocery store or whatever. But. Can, you, can you hear it too many times, though? I hang out in the grocery store when I hear it. Clean up on aisle three. I think that song was like John Bon Jovi coming into his own as a singer-songwriter, you know, in, instead of just like a hard rock guy. That's just like a serious adult grown-up song. It's well, like Dylan. It's a whole other plateau. Yeah, and I mean that's the. I mean it's cited that that's the reason why Richie Sambora left the band. Just like John came so into his own with the writing of this song, he couldn't keep up. No, 
How could you? No. Who says you can't keep up? There, there's there's no wanted, you know, for him to do. Right. You know, all of a sudden it's just it, John doesn't need him anymore. Right. He's got this. Right. Juan is dead or alive was like, you know, everybody thinks of that as like bon, the Bon Jovi country song, but obviously this is the quintessential yeah. Yeah, Bon Jovi country fun. song. No, right. Wanted Dead or Alive sucks. Yeah, Wanted Dead or Alive is like, you know, in, in, in a metaphor comparing Bon Jovi countrywide, that's like Pussy Johnny Cash. Right. Who says you can't go home is like, you know, uh, Jason Aldean or somebody. Yeah, right. 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 That's real country. It is. You know what I'm saying? No. That's big and rich. This next artist holds the Guinness Book World Record for highest reverse bungee jump. This guy starred in an iconic TV show in the 80s and an iconic TV show in the 90s. Of course, I'm talking about David Hasselhoff, and I like a lot of David Hasselhoff songs, but this song is just iconic. Uh, you know, Looking for Freedom. One morning in June from 20 years ago I was born a rich man's son I had everything that money could buy But freedom, I had none I'd been looking for freedom I've been looking so long I've been looking for freedom Till this day goes on It was a number one hit in Germany in 1989, and of course he performed it at the Berlin Wall on New Year's Eve of that year. And I just love the history of the song and the uplifting message. And I think David Hasselhoff is a really underrated singer, not to mention an underrated actor. So my, my next pick is Looking for Freedom by David Hasselhoff. That's a good one. Did, did you ever see the uh, David Hasselhoff roast on Comedy Central? Yeah, I, I love all the roasts. Yeah. Did a killer version of This Is The Moment. Also came out and did, um, oh, what's that, that song? He came out singing. Uh, Hooked on a Feeling? Hooked on a Feeling, yeah. yeah. Great version of Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah. yeah, and what you said about the Berlin Wall, you know, Baywatch historically set all these international records for syndication, right? It was the most popular show in the world at the time. So right. what better guy at what better point in time to literally unify the world? And right. what better song to do that? Yeah. My next pick is from 1992. There are songs that are just so infectious that they will stay with you for years and years and years. What I'm speaking about is What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Such an infectious chorus. Just Some would call it caterwauling. No, it's it, she nails a vocal delivery like no one's business, obviously. Incredible songwriter. She's written some... Uh, beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Right. What a, I mean, a top-notch songwriter. Uh, but I think that this is the pinnacle. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you can't you can't get much better than the destination. You know, just the the vocal inflections have inspired the way I speak. It's bold. It is. Yeah. It is. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of yodeling, but you know, I think she really made yodeling work in that song. Yeah, I'm. You know what, BJ? I'm not a, a big fan of the yodeling either. And and when most people think of yodeling, they usually look towards like a, a hocus pocus by Focus, and uh, that's all fine and good, and it had its place. But uh, this is really it's kind of bringing it into 
you know, is bringing it into the 90s in the way that it should be appreciated by, you know, that generation. Right. And I think that the, the song is, is beyond credible for that reason alone. Damn good pick, Greg. So my next, um, I'm going just 10 years ago, a little bit more contemporary, um, 2006. Going back to like the 60s, right? Craig, you, you date a feminist, right? I and, do, yeah. Um, going back to the 60s, there's been a movement for equal rights, Equal Rights Amendment, Gloria Steinem, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Women voting, suffrage, women make what? 79 cents on the dollar nowadays, right? Is that what the official? Yep. Okay. But talk about feminist icons, getting it right. Yeah. I'm going Black Eyed Peas and My Humps. Mmm. Why shouldn't they make 79 cents on a dollar? Mm -hmm. What's this equality all about? Right. right. Right? Fergie has the right message. Well, you're going to get paid whatever your employer thinks you're worth. And why should sex come into it at all? And no, I ain't taking. We can keep on dating. I keep on demonstrating my love. My love, my love, my love. You love my lady love. My hump, my hump, my hump. My hump, they got you. Well, I guess this is as good a time as any to admit that while I've yet to make it to one of the gatherings, I am actually a closet juggalo. Um, if you know what I mean, you know, I'm talking about Violent J and Shaggy Two Dopes spitting rhymes. You know what, brother? I, I raise a fago. Bitch, back up because you're dimming my shine. You got nine kids, only two of them mine. I get you cigarettes, weed, pampers, and Similac. Bitch, start giving back. Fuck hitting that. Your shit loop like a bowl of soup. And every time I'm with you, I'm smelling nothing but baby poop. You got wick food stamps and ADC. Why you still fucking with me? Of course, I'm talking about the insane clown posse. They had, they formed in 1989. They started out as the JJ Boys because they're both named Joe. Actually, their real names are both Joe. So they were the JJ Boys. Then they became the Inner City Posse, and that's the name that morphed into Insane Clown Posse, which, I mean, you guys are big Kiss fans. I think any big Kiss fan has to like ICP. Oh, I mean, there's, there's no question about it. Yeah. The similarities are just, you know... Uh... Striking and obvious. You know, BJ, you know when I became a fan? Uh, you may not know this. Eric's into wrestling. He took me to a uh, the one wrestling event that I've ever been to in my life. 
Uh, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope came out, busted into the ring, threw a hubcap into the audience that nearly severed my ear. No, but I mean, the Juggalos are kind of the modern version of the Kiss Army. And, you know, Insane Clown Posse have a really cool dynamic and image going, you know, similar to Kiss. It's not a ripoff. It's their own thing. But I, I figured I had to come out of the closet as a Juggalo and pick an ICP song. So I went with a song I love by them called Deadbeat Moms. Because all you ever hear about are deadbeat dads, right? But what about all the deadbeat moms? It's really... There's just as many deadbeat moms. This as this song is a really good message, and it's really catchy. Just, you know, I don't like a lot of rap music, but probably my favorite rap is ICP, and I just think this song is really cool. Yeah. And the message transcends the form, right? So it's not just that it's rap. You should have just jacked me off. He looks like me, bitch. He looks just like you. Damn. Just a piece of net for cutting some old bitch. I bought you a trailer. It wasn't enough. You met some punk, and he stole your stuff. You wrecked your car. They cut up your phone. Oh, baby, mama's blowing me up. Hey, nobody home. How much money just for three kids? I got three of the hoes laying down their beds. Don't think I won't took out all four of their faces. I got baby mamas in phenomenal places. Baby moms are chasing me. Ain't no one on my side. I'm packing all my shit up and I'm taking off tonight. Yep. You know, I I would have come out with this one earlier, but since I'm going chronologically, kind of piggybacking on your country thing, Eric. Uh, 2010 uh, by Jason Aldean. And it actually segues nicely from uh, BJ's pick also, because Jason Aldean, not only an incredible country artist, an incredible rapper, as this song demonstrates. The song is Dirt Road Anthem. Uh, 2010 compares himself to George Jones, the way he's driving around in his car. There's a little bit of alcohol in the car, an open container. It's fine. Right. Who hasn't? Right? right? Yeah. You know. I mean, if you're driving around the dirt roads, can you do it without a cold brew? I don't think so. Right. But, I mean, and he also dropping a bit, a bit of advice, hmm. you better watch out for the boys in blue. Oh, right. Check out the video. It's It's... Maybe the song won't get you on first listen, but you watch the video, the way that it all kind of comes together. It's monumental. I mean, drunk driving has gotten a bad rap in this country. Let's be fair. I mean, you say that in jest. He's not saying drunk driving. He's just saying he's got a cold beer in the console. It's enough to get just a little bit of a buzz on. You're You're on the dirt road. You're not on the highway. It's a bunch of bullshit. I drive fine when I'm drunk. But their road's barely even a road. It's just a suggestive it's dirt. path. Right, right. right. You're, no you're in the fucking woods. There's no line. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit a tree, you hit a tree. It's, you know, libertarian view. You hit a tree, it's your own right to hit that tree. Yeah. Drunk driving the mud tars. You know, just right. the, the the accent. It's all... The song has it all. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you would think that, like, the rap country crossover would have been Kid Rock? No. Yeah. Jason Aldean. Dirt Road Anthem. I'm turning off a real life driving That's right. I'm hitting easy street on rough times. Looter! And I'm feeling like a million dollars. Stacked up all hundred dollar bills. Got a whole six pack on ice. But I'm riding on the hottest wheel. Seat back and I'm curving, swerving. Put my pedal to the metal like I'm racing. Turn it up and let the speaker scream for Mr. Aldean. But I call him Jason. Somebody wants the sharpest tool in the shed. 
My next pick, with this song, All That Glitters is gold. When they wrote the song, they broke the mold, and that's Smash Mouth's All-Star. Oh, this is an incredible one. Classic. I don't know if you guys like this song or not, but... It's awesome. I have my thumb and forefinger on my forehead shaped like a W, because this motherfucker's a winner. Yeah. I mean, Smash Mouth had a bunch of great hits... Walking on the sun. I'm a believer. Shamed the monkeys version. It did. Right. Underrated. Underrated band. So this next group was formed by brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass in 1989, and this song was their first single, and it was a number one hit. And it's sung from the point of view of a narcissistic male fashion model, and. I don't think people realize how cleverly satirical this song is. It was a real takedown of the fashion industry at the time. Just a snarky song with a great, it's not a punk song, but it has like a punk rock attitude and really adventurous production too. So uh, my next pick, of course, is I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. I just think classic. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave well introduced too. you're right i hadn't even thought of it in that context but you know i just thought it was a great song but yeah the way you preface it i mean it samples hendrix it samples a hendrix lick in that guitar no better song than do it right right and it doesn't sound like anything else they just had their own original you know unique sound and it was just really cool and stood out at the time but the thing the thing i like about this song it, there are so many other things that he could be more sexy than. Like, it leaves you wanting more. Like, by the time four minutes is done, you're like, there's. he could have kept going for another I, ten. I'm more sexy than a headband. It's I, a band I'm too sexy. <laughs> headband? Uh, band band. But that's a good point. The list is infinite. And that's what makes the song great. Like, there are songs that can keep building on themselves. Like like movie franchises. Right. Like, this is the Star Wars of modern music. Or music it, for its time. It sends the listener out into their day right. with the confidence that they're walking around and saying, I'm too sexy for this snowball mic. Right. Or I'm too sexy for this big gulp. I'm too sexy for candles and panties. See what I'm saying? Like my work day. Right. right? So you can carry it with you wherever you are. Yeah. Right. And people will love you for it. I'm too sexy to talk to BJ. Say it out loud. That's right. Don't be don't be shy. I'm sexy and I'm proud. You've jumped the chasm. Don't be coy. That's right. I'm a sexy little boy. Far too sexy by far. And I'm too sexy for my hat. Too sexy for my hat. What do you think about that? I'm a model. You know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, so it's a it's a funny song, but it also has this underlying, you know, satirical aspect that just it's a layered song, you know. Right. It's like the Zoolander, you know. Mm. It's well, you know, I mean, Zoolander took it from this. Like, if there was no Right Said Fred, there'd be no Zoolander. Right. Exactly. It it, it was complete 
complete ripoff of the song. Right. True. Good point. Right. Yeah. Zoolander might as well have just been called "I'm Too Sexy." It's true. Yeah, I think that's another thing about "Right Said Fred" is people don't realize how how culturally significant they were and how much they, you know, their influence carried over. And I I didn't jump off after the single like most of uh you know the public did. Like I was even on for deeply dippy about the way you walk. Like they kept going. So this one is uh, this one's going to be kind of surprising, maybe a bit controversial. This is from 2012. It is uh, "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Now I know that Eric picked this on the last episode, and I gave him a, a, a major batch of shit about it. But you can't deny it. Like it's 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 maybe the catchiest melody of the aught tens. So I guess the song grew on you. Well, yeah, it, you know, it wasn't just that. It was it was the video too, because you know the video is is, you know, it, it's it says a you know a lot about equal rights and and things like that. And it, you know, there's that little twist at the end of the video, much like the uh, Olivia Newton-John physical video, right. where the guys are going after the guys, and you you find out that the dude outside isn't into her at all. Right. He's into somebody in the band. It's edgy, right? right? And uh, so it, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to uh, listening to to the song. And really, you know, there's an underlying thing there. It's not even just about, you, you think, you know, cute pop song. Uh-huh. But there's pain at the end there when she realizes that, like, the Call Me Maybe dude Who hasn't felt that. isn't even into women. Yeah. So, like, you, it's one of those songs where on the surface you think it's something completely different. Right. You see the video and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, this is real heartbreak because it's, you'll never have this guy because he likes dudes. That's right. my point exactly. I'm glad you came around. Well, you see, you should have worded it that way right. in, in the first episode yeah i think i said i didn't like it on that episode too but i kind of have to admit that i've kind of grown to like the song as yeah well. it's a good one fuck you guys my next pick since we're you know since we're being forthright on the evolving our tastes craig with the call me maybe yeah you know i've often slagged this artist or this band this artist in a bunch of ways but there's a particular song that i think it, it transcends pop music in a lot of ways, yeah. and I'm going to explain it in three ways. Okay. And it's Maroon 5's Payphone. So first off, it uses the F word. Do I need to say any more? No, right. you can't go wrong. Um, number two, it no longer limits the music business to those that have talent. Okay. Right? Those that How are, do you mean? Those that are talentless are no longer oppressed from getting into the business. Okay. Right? Okay. So it, it opens up music to so many more people. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. Um, One and, could say that, that like a James Hetfield kicked that door open a little bit. But right. keep going. And then three, even in a bigger way. And this is, you know, we've been talking about like uh, equal rights and civil rights and things like this. Mm-hmm. In a huge way... This song, this artist, Adam Levine, has done more in terms of being a positive role model for douchebag Americans than anybody else. Like, he really has changed. He's the Martin Luther King Jr. of douchebags. Yeah, I think that song was a really good example of when auto-tune can be used right. 
right. when it can really work and you know make a song better. And how many people, let, let's be serious about this, when heartbroken, haven't thought one more fucking love song, I'll be sick. Right? right? Yeah. Like that's a line that cuts through and, and gets you right there. All right, uh, my next song was co-written by a songwriter and performer, Paul Jabera. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but um, Paul Jabera, he was in the original runs of Hair and Jesus Christ Superstar. And so he co-wrote this song with another Paul, Paul Schaefer, who many people might not know. uh, But before he became David Letterman's sidekick, Paul Schaefer was a part of both the SCTV and the Saturday Night Live camps. Uh, You know, so he got his start in comedy. Not that this song is comedic, uh, really, but uh, the song was written in 1979. It was offered to Diana Ross, Donna Summer, Cher, and Barbara Streisand, but they all turned it down, which was a big mistake. Uh, But it was finally released by a duo called The Weather Girls in 1982 in a smash hit, and I just think it's a great post-disco song. Of course, I'm talking about It's Raining Men. This song was actually kind of an important bridge, really, if you think about it, between disco and where pop music went in the 80s. Um, so my pick is It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls. A killer, killer song. I mean, yeah, you, you go to a wedding, right? They play this song, all the women get up. But come on, tell me you don't want to get up and start, you know, shaking your tail feather as well. Look, this is going to be a, a a rough thing to say in front of Mr. Eric Miller. We're all friends here. We are, but uh, you are a huge Queen fan, mm-hmm. as am I, mm-hmm. right? Freddie Mercury, one of the best vocalists that's ever been on this planet. You have like a George Michael, you know, you have uh, Paul Rogers, you have that Adam Fella, you know, people that tried to step into his shoes and failed, right? right? There's one person that was able to step into those those shoes and make them work. Wow. And that's Kanye West with his performance of Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, it's a live performance. It hasn't been released. But, I mean, it went viral immediately after it happened. And although he didn't do the entire song, it's, again, you got to leave him wanting more. Like, had he gone through the whole six minutes and gotten up to the end, 
the crowd, they were already in a frenzy. Could you imagine like what would have happened? You know, look, you know, you can say what you want about a Kanye West, right? Very, you know, uh, uh, divisive uh, and opinions about him all over the place. Right. But come on, the, the guy knocked this one out of the park. Right. Genius. Genius. Can't deny. You know, I just killed a man. Gay fish. Yes. Genius. Yes. Well, yeah. When when I listen to Queen, I don't want to listen to a fucking opera, right? If I want to listen to opera, I'll go listen to an opera. I think he simplified the song and just made it more palatable. Well, it needed, you know, he, he did, you know, kind of perform it to the Queen backing track. I think it needed, the, the only thing that was lacking about it, it needed a little more Kanye. It needed more beats, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It needed more, you know, one finger programming. Look, we have technology for a reason, right? Right. We have color so that we don't have to watch black and white. We have stereo so we don't have to listen to mono. We have auto-tune so we don't actually have to have people with talent. Exactly. Right? So it doesn't matter if you can sing or not. And that's where we're going. And it should be – everybody should be equal. Right. Like you shouldn't have to learn an instrument. You shouldn't have to learn how to sing or how to stay in key. So, you know, masking, it really, it's, it's the way it should be. Levels of yeah, playing. That, that is a good point. You know, he, Kanye could. It's the great melting pot of vocalism. Yeah, he, he could have sung the song like Freddie Mercury if he just auto-tuned it. But he made a choice to perform it the way he performed it. And, I mean, he could have done Freddie Mercury with auto-tune. Anybody yeah. could now. So without. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, I didn't even think the auto-tunes needed. I think that. I think the man's got enough talent that whatever he would do would be enough. Yeah. Well, and, you know, he made a smart choice on the notes he couldn't hit. Just let the crowd sing it. Yeah. I never that's I always like that when I go to a show and, and they just let the crowd sing, you know, the the best parts of the song. Just killed a man. Put my gun up to his head. Pulled a trigger. Paramount Pictures cordially invites you to the party to end all parties. April Fool. <laughs> you are such a jerk. <laughs> Is something wrong? April Fool's Day. Get ready to party till you drop. Rated R. Life's about the journey, man, not the destination. right (laughs) they were originally started out they called themselves high voltage but in 1991 they changed the name of the of the group to the baja men and uh, i mean they had a huge hit with this song and i just think it it's got a great rhythm i just i love the percussive melody of this song i mean you guys probably know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) 
you got to remember in 1982, you're moving away from, you know, natural instruments and into synthesizers. So whereas you'd have, you know, guitar armies, it, it then became about synthesizer armies. So my first pick is... <laughs> <laughs> Almost had it. Almost did. <laughs> All right, I'll try to take it from the last line. I hang out in the grocery store when I hear it. <laughs> that might have been one step too far. <laughs> There's the tell. Holy shit. One of Dead or Alive is like, Pussy ass Johnny Cass, shit. Right, right. Um, who says you can't go home is like Keith Urban. Oh. Quality, legit country. Like Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Yeah. What have you. It's it's the new blood. Post toasties. What have you. Post nasal drip. Yeah, you know, Keith Urban, Blake Shelton, they're relevant in our <laughs> current musical climate, whereas Johnny Cash, that's not relevant. Who cares about, you know, he died. Most people just know he died. <laughs> and he, you know, he's he's this guy starred in an iconic TV show in the '80s and an iconic TV show in the '90s. I mean, and of course, I'm talking about David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> And you know, I'm not a huge fan. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of yodeling, but you know, I think she really made yodeling work in that song. Yeah. I mean, most people would look to uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I agree. I think when most people think of uh, yodeling, they they look to like a a hocus. Anything else on what's going on? Uh, It's called What's Up, and please don't disparage. (laughs) I'm calling it the wrong title. I always name it that wrong, actually. Yeah, it's a lot better than What's Going On, you know, the Marvin Gaye song. Yeah, Yeah, that's a hunk of crap. That's right, sweet tits. Just accept what it is. You mean sugar tits? <laughs> I think he did mean sugar tits. We're going for. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this is as good a time as any for me to just admit that while I've yet to make it to one of the gatherings, I'm actually a closet juggalo. That did not sound convincing, did it? But it didn't. I, I don't know that you'll be able to say that convincingly. <laughs> I'm a closet juggalo. <laughs> I believe in the miracles. I believe in the- Deadbeat dad is a sexist thing. There's just as many... <laughs> 
He's convincing me with that reading. He didn't even take a breath for the last 30 seconds. I just tried to get through it. A crumpet-eating bitch. Well. No. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Lay back, swerving like I'm George James. I'm a sexy little boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just trying to rhyme with coy. <laughs> like I'm the only one who stood in line for four hours to meet Snooky a few years ago. I couldn't even tell you how I felt in that jail cell. It was like a phenomenon. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.